Laura de Jong. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and in this episode, another one of those where I chat to some of the staff members, I have a chat with Lara. Now, Lara's been with her for a very long time, and I'm going to say this, I was going to say tongue-in-cheek, but not really. If it wasn't for Lara, things would be very different here, because with us being in and out the office all the time, Lara is kind of the thing that keeps it together for us when we're all out. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal to have Lara on the team. She's great with people, uh, caring, considerate, efficient. She does what she needs to do in order to move the needle. And it's it's absolute pleasure. And I'm very privileged to have someone like that on our team. Yeah, that's it. I hope you guys enjoy this one. So let's start about, because we've just started, 18 pages of documents to fill in by the hand. Yes, apparently so. I, I, I fill everything in that I can online now um, and type it because it's a lot quicker because people don't really use pens and paper anymore. But what, why would you need to do this manually? I don't know. Apparently the, um, it's an agreement that we have to put together for a car hire company. In the 1970s. Exactly. <laughs> and they want it in black pen. That's very random. Yes, in black pen. Imagine if I'd done it the second time not in black pen oh i've God. already done it online but yes so i'm doing an 18 page document that's going to take you pretty much the whole day i uh, know it should be fine i've got all the information <laughs> i just need to now write it out it just mm. feels like a bit of an essay mm. but anyway yes sir, some people just haven't got with the times this is true nothing mm. changes in some stages no. how was your weekend it was really good we traveled down to kwazulu natal for the midmar mile Stephen and Matthew swam How did they do? They did very well. Matthew did it in 31 minutes. So just, I don't know, what is it, where does that fit into like a time goals or such? Well, the record is about, I think it was about 17 minutes and the first guy out of the water is around, was around 18 something okay. this year. And for normal um, people like 30 is pretty good. 31. Well, no, that's brilliant, yeah. yeah. Especially that it was both of their debuts, as they say, you know, first time swimming. Um, and yeah, Matthew and Steve started together. Matthew's obviously a little bit stronger swimmer. Yeah. Um, and did very well, 31 minutes. That's yeah. awesome. There's Matthew, a lot of people swimming, though. What are we looking at? 1,000, 2,000? In that age group, it was the under 13s and the over 31s, men. Um, I think there was about 800 kid pe people, oh, wow. okay, men, and, men and boys. So, sure. Yeah. But good lots. weekend away, though. Yeah, lovely. Lo mm. A lot of rain. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Uh, but, um, Matthew's been doing good. Yeah. He's had a pretty good run. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, um, he's doing very well. We're very proud parents. What did you do? And I may be asking for people listening with kids. How do you raise a kid for him to excel? I think it's a little bit in the child's DNA. Um, I think you you can't make a round peg go into a square box, and you've got to understand your children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm talking like I understand my children. Um, <laughs> I I think you've got to learn to um, you've got to learn about them and then figure out the best process and way forward for each child. Must be scary as So hell. it's very different. Like Abigail's a totally different kettle of fish. Mm -hmm. um, and she excels in her own right, but it's not in a competitive... Where's her strength? Uh, people. 
She, oh, really? she is she is a, has an affinity to individuals and old, young, specifically young. But mm-hmm. she's just she's amazing with anybody. She holds holds a conversation with yeah. uh, a guy that was a, a client of Steve's at, at the cricket the other night, um, and she had a full conversation How old about she she's ten. Yeah, about going to the bush and being on a vehicle and the sightings and you know she's and she's confident mm. uh, she's not shy at all she will walk into your, your sister actually was there and we we, we she went into her box and oh, at cricket uh, at cricket yes. and spoke to lord motheray i think he's owner she's or part owner of the 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 um, the radio station yeah. and you know explained she's why there. she's there and what she needed and could could he help her Do, would it would it be fair to say that if you have kids, one of the biggest things to instill is confidence. Confidence and also, you know, we've, we, in our house, you never give up. So if it's probably where Matthew gets it from. Yes, so he's very much like that um, in his academics and his sports, and he doesn't ever give up. But Matthew's got a, a competitive edge, which he definitely gets from his father, not mm-hmm. from me. But he, you know, you do, he, his, his motto is you don't play to play you play to win okay so a very second different place is first loser exactly yeah. so a very different type of um <laughs> a very different type of outlook to abby and i because abby and i want to just play with everyone yeah and have fun mm-hmm. um and abigail's the kind of little girl <laughs> that will let the kid that doesn't get a chance to have a turn because oh, right, right. she'd rather make that person feel better um, and I'm like that. I said yesterday to you, <laughs> I'd give ice to Eskimos. That's the kind yes, of thing. Yes, yes, yes. I like that. Like that that's cool. me. That's that's yeah. how I am. So she's definitely more like me, and Matthew's so more Steve's like me. So Steve also, we never give up. Go, go, Absolutely. go. Absolutely. And you know, Steve sets goals every year. So his goal was, I'm going to go and swim the mid mile. It was his first time. His first time too. Ah, okay. And the last time he was in a pool before September and his training started was when he was 11 years old. Oh God! Okay. So he started with you know two two <laughs> two lengths in the pool yeah, um, yeah. training, and he he was he was dead. <laughs> he was like, my imagine. shoulders are done, my arms are tired, <laughs> my legs are tired, and yet he did a forty-one minutes. So he was ten minutes behind Steve, uh, Matthew in the in the dam. And what about your goals for the year? Oh, my goals! <laughs> <laughs> I'm less goal driven. I am. Um, so, so you, you don't wake up on the 1st of Jan and think, okay, okay cool. Resolutions we don't do because those just don't no, work. No, no. Um, mm, Apple, Sammy, I just spoke to now before you, and Matt also. They both, for some reason, came to discipline. So Apple, Sammy's thing is discipline because he wants to kind of do stuff. Matt decided he's going to choose a word for the year rather than a goal and try to apply that. I like that, yeah. So yeah. where do you sit before that? Um, I... This year, so far, what I've done is I've got a whole stack of books next to my bed that I've been desperate to read. Um, and my goal is to read those books. Um, I did give myself until the end of March. We're midway through um, February. I've got nine books and I'm halfway through one. So it's right. not going to happen. Give me an idea on the kind of books. Oh, everything. Story Dre's, books, everything. everything. So okay. I've got, I'm reading a, a thriller at the moment about missing girls. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be like the... Um, Tattooists of uh, uh, Ausfish, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the very historical type, true drama. Um, a, uh, I've got a love story in there, and I've got um, Dion, um, Dion Mayer, mm-hmm. South African author. 
so yes, my I, I, I disappear into books. I love it. Do you get enough time to read though? Well, that's the problem. Yeah. So at the moment is that's my goal for the first quarter of the year, yeah. and I, I really, I'm already way behind where I should be. Um, but I I do feel that I get distracted by my phone. I Work or play? Both. Instagram, well, not, swipe, not, swipe, swipe. Not even play, um, just information. So I'll, I'll go down a rabbit hole of, you know, finding out where we should go to like, Cape Town in the Yermel and Arda and where I should stay and what I should do. It's like and the then research I, deep dive. I deep dive and then I'm I deep diving that. for two hours. Mm-hmm. Whereas I should actually be reading my books. I know. I, so I can do the those, same. Those are the silly things. But it's not even... I don't do reels. Yeah. Steve can get into reels. reels oh, Instagram. Reels on Instagram and laugh his head off and thinks it's hilarious for half an hour. Yeah. Um, but I don't do that. I, I deep dive on, on, on the net. Yeah. Mm. Do I, And I love it. So if it's Abigail and how, how I improve her spelling or... Um, Looking at um, the cricket fixtures for Matthew to go and watch international cricket matches. All the dates line up. Exactly, and, and, and that's my brain. It's it not a bad thing because there's there's a lot to be said for learning something new. So, I mean, I would also, for example, I don't know, uh, I'm going to Chicago, so I might think, mm. what, where does the bean? And I'll go exactly. deep dive on that. But exactly. there's a certain... There's a certain value from a neuroplasticity point of view by putting your brain through new things, learning a language, researching, and stuff. So I, I, I sell it to myself like that. No, no exactly. <laughs> Just and go I, deep. And at least, and the funny thing is, Steve's very like that too. He'll do lots of research. So I always joke, and when people <laughs> say, um, "Yeah, you guys have got a new new carpet in your bedroom," and this was a few years ago, I was like, "Yeah, it took four years to research which carpet and the <laughs> color and and and, and it's actually a pretty cuck carpet." <laughs> So, so you're not the kind of guy that says, okay, cool, we're going to go for away for a week. Let's just get in the car and drive. We'll see Hell where we no. get to and then book there. Hell no. No. It's uh, to the T. To the T. Um, we did a road trip at the end of 2020 mm-hmm. um, with the kids. Yeah. And we did five and a half thousand kilometers around the Northern Cape. Oi. All the way back via Sutherland, um, back to Joburg. And it was epic. Mm-hmm. But I had every single... Do you have like a file? file i had a file <laughs> i had every single town we drove through the history Holy of that hell. town so that we could read about that history as we were going through the town and what was best to stop and see and what was not good to see and why the town was there why the town was named that's for me is very interesting yeah you know why is why is exactly um uh, do you know why uh, <laughs> We didn't drive through Portland, okay, cool. so I don't need to know. <laughs> no, I, did, I, know, I don't actually know why. Um, off the top of my head, but at the time it was interesting. Yeah. And St- Matthew's very interested in history, mm-hmm. um, and Abigail loves to understand facts. So for her, as well as um, Matthew, it was Matthew more so on the Boer War kind of things. So a lot of the, the history relates back to the, mm-hmm. the wars, whereas Abigail wants the information, yes. how many people live in the, in the town. That's you know, why yeah. people come and go from the town. What do they do in the town? Um, and in those towns, there's not a lot going on except no. farming. No. Um, but interesting and loved it. And yes, we did so much information about it. Um, would not have taken my two children and my husband and just try to figure out where we're staying for the night. I couldn't do that. Mm. That would 
that would stress me. Does it and scare you or just, I don't want to do that? No, I wouldn't do it when, with the kids in the car. But would the two of you do it, for if example? If Stephen and I, d- we used to do that. Yeah. So Turkey, for instance, just land in Turkey, have that night's accommodation sorted, yeah. and then have two weeks in Turkey and don't know where you go. How cool is Turkey, though? Awesome. Like, can't wait to take the kids oh. back. Um, I, uh, I think we've done Turkey twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen's actually works in the, his office in Turkey as well. Awesome oh, place. Right. Um, How long ago were you there? Sure. I'm trying to think now. I've been back in South Africa since 2010, so mm-hmm. it's pre-2010. Yeah. Most probably 2004 was my first trip, mm-hmm. and 2007 yeah. we went back. It's still, even for South Africans now, it's still a viable financial destination. It it's not that bad. The flights are a bit shocking at the moment. What are they now? Um, I think there were 15 when we looked for August. Um, this, this year. And remember, I'm paying for adult children now, so it's oh four God, times yes, four. Oh, God, yes, that's okay. Yeah, that's, real. that's real. <laughs> yeah, um, but they do come down, and Turkish Airlines is an awesome airline mm. to fly with, and it's direct. So, yeah. um, yes, it's one of the one of the places we want to take the children. So are you going in August? You no, no, no. We were thinking about it this year. Mm. Um, but yeah, things like solar and other things are much more important oh, at the moment. The big shed, hey? Oh, my yeah. goodness. You know... Electricity constantly would be really lovely. Are you, are you, have you done your solar quotes and you're ready to go now? We've done our solar quotes and we will go, yes, when we figure out how we finance the solar quotes. Yeah. Do, aren't the banks offering some kind of thing against your home loan where they build it in or something? I haven't looked, I, I, I need to look are. at it this week. I think we need to look at that as well. Um, I think that, you know, the, the thing is, is that how far do you go down this rabbit hole? Do mm. you put up the the panels first do you go full or do hog you, or? exactly or do you put in a small one and just manage the load shedding yeah. or do you look at it and go actually i'm off the off the grid and i actually just don't want to be part of it anymore so there's very very mm. very there's so many variations that uh, yeah we'll yeah. we'll figure that out but yeah no no international travel for the yeah. diongs that's anytime soon have you got it have you got a trip planned for local though um, so our next trip is actually next weekend. We are flying down to George, mm-hmm. all four of us, and we are traveling. We've hired a car. We're traveling up to Oatshorn. For those who don't know, that's a little town on the west coast of South Africa. No, it's east coast, but the Western Cape. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so ostrich we're flying country. to George, and then we go up to Oatshorn. Oatshorn is um, renowned for ostrich farming mm-hmm. so we're going to do an ostrich farm and we're going to go to the kangaroo caves one of the big Jeez, in years. That's yes amazing. yeah Stephen and i last time we were there was in 1999 you're taking so, a camera with yeah tripod yeah why yeah i suppose dark inside tripod oh, inside yeah okay yeah no i didn't think about tripod thanks to you must I'll, get one i'll take one of your tripods then. yes thank Done. you jerry <laughs> um and then we actually going for a bar mitzvah it's a destination bar mitzvah. And so on Friday... I didn't Friday, know that's a thing. Mm-hmm, on Friday, oh, wow. we drive um, up to a little, little town in the middle of the crew called Prince Albert. Oh, yeah. And we check into our hotel and Shabbat dinner is on that's Friday awesome. night. And then full um, bar mitzvah ceremony on Saturday. That's and really And then cool. a surprise desert destination party surprise surprise we don't know where we're going we're getting on but a in the crew somewhere somewhere in the crew it sounds like it's that's just really be well this put together absolutely amazing desert party and we all have to wear white sure. 
and it's going to be off. It sounds off like the Burning wall. Man. It sounds like yes, like Africa Burn or whatever it's for called. For thirty. Is that what you got to dress for? White. No, 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 no. Because yesterday the in the office, just for people to get context, you were showing Trevor and myself some pictures from Africa Burn where there's a... What is that? No, that's the next weekend we have a 40th oh birthday party. <laughs> well, you can just double down. Just just wear no, the same outfit for both. Yeah, the white, the white is, um, the white is a... Um, it's white and tackies. Uh, so trainers for okay. those that don't speak And look cool. It photographically and look pretty cool It's going to be beautiful. We're just hoping that... Um, the mom of the little boy that's turning 13 or has turned 13, um, she's just praying that the wind dies down because apparently the oh. wind picks up just before sunset and then you need it to die down because sure. else we're going to be blown away in the desert. Right. Um, and then we have a hangover breakfast the next morning. So it's very on, well laid out. Four, all four of us are oh, going. wow. It's amazing. That's so we're fine. going to Prince Albert. Um, the kids have never been to Oatsun, so at least they'll see that too. Make them ride on ostriches we, and yeah, stuff. They don't do that anymore. Oh, really? It's apparently not good for the animals. Oh. I know in I remember as a kid, Stephen, I was driving. Stephen, yeah, Stephen hold the neck and off you go. Yeah, ra- rode and raced on ostriches. Oh, okay. But they don't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, lots of animal activists out there that don't like people don't riding ride on ostriches. the ostrich. Um, <laughs> we love to take the kids to places that they've never been. So um, we've done a lot of the country. The garden route is definitely a place we'll have to return to because it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. But they've also they've not yeah. done that portion of the of yeah. the of the country yet. But you've travelled a lot. Yeah. <laughs> was it initially when it started? Was it because of work or was it by choice? Um, way I'm back, way back. Way, way back. Um, the first time I did an international trip was with my gran when I was about 15 years old. I accompanied her back to Scotland. Um, and I traveled to London and to Scotland with her. And we did Windsor. And that's when the travel bike definitely What was me. it? Can you remember? Describe to me the essence of what it was. Because I know, I know the feeling. Yeah, it's getting on that plane for the first time. I, I obviously flown in a plane with my parents sure, sure. internally in South mm-hmm. Africa but it was getting on that plane and it was Belgium Air whatever that was called in those days and we flew via Belgium mm-hmm. um, and it was the unknown it was that excitement about oh my word I'm going to see things I've never seen before and even more than now because now you can still Google pictures and virtual exactly. walkthroughs that was like exactly. blank I'm no, just going in nothing. There were, uh, the only way we could contact home was either from the hotel telephone yeah. or from a ticky box in London or from my aunt's, my grand aunt's house in Scotland, mm-hmm. like an international call yeah. through to South Africa. Um, and we did it three times. My parents let me go with my granny, who I was very close to, and I was away for five weeks. And it's I spoke to trip. my parents in three di- three times out of that time, sure. entire time. I wrote postcards that my mom kept for me. Oh, that's I wrote cool. postcards at every place that was new. You just kept on sending home. And I home. send them postcards home. And I did that the entire time I lived in London. I used to send postcards home to my sister. Um, so she's got postcards from me from all over. Mm. I think I'm on to about. I know those silly Facebook things tell you how many how many oh, countries you click the countries to, and stuff. Yeah. But I think I'm on to about 44, 45 nice. countries. So, so you said yeah. you lived in London. Yeah. So, so you went so with no, Granny. I went with and Granny, then and then I finished school here, um, and then Varsity in Joburg, mm-hmm. and met Steve, and then directly after Varsity, we didn't get jobs in Joburg. Oh, you left South immediately. We, we left immediately to go mm-hmm. travel, um, and it was initially the idea was two year working visa. That was still allowed in those Jeez, days. Yeah. 
Um, I was on a British passport. My, my mother's Scottish, so she was very kind to pass on the, the little purple book and not me have mm-hmm. to travel on the green mamba. Oh, man. Um, so Steve was always having to get visas, and oh, no. it was a bit more of a mission. But we ended up in London for nine years, nine and a half what years. What were you doing there? Started out quite junior um, in... Uh, uh, you know, the first jobs in, in London, you don't want to talk about it. That, that is an entire podcast in its own. Sure, sure. Um, but then eventually just worked in a finance department for a consulting company that had a head office in Chicago mm-hmm. um, and worked my way through the ranks there. Um, worked for them for four years and traveled extensively with them for nice. work. Um, one of our accounting conferences was at um, Florida Disney. In the Floridian. Oh, nice. I mean, that kind of level, it was beautiful. Um, good times. Yeah, good times. And then I actually, I needed to um, grow a little more and mm-hmm. be in a different environment. From and a I'm, workspace point of from view. From a workspace perspective. But also I thought we were going to be long-term in the UK. Um, so I moved into banking. Mm-hmm. I never worked front office, mm-hmm. as they call it. I was never client-facing. Okay. But I worked for Morgan Stanley for... The remaining time I was there, and actually even when I came back to South Africa, I worked for them for a bit. Um, and I was working for, I was a cost consult, a cost, a cost accountant, okay. finan- financial manager. I did things like um, looking after an entire build of um, number one Bank Street in mm-hmm. Canary Wharf. Um, I did things like restructure the HR department's overhead costs. Um, it sounds all very boring. But it was very busy and very exciting because all we did was work to travel. Mm, And mm. in between all of that, we traveled extensively. Mm -hmm. So the Canada, the States, Europe, as long as my arm. So just go and work in these areas for short stints or just come and go? No, so then come and go from London because London was a hub. Nice. And then just Do you miss it? I do miss London at times. I don't miss the rain and the gray. The miserable. And the cold. Yeah. And getting on and off tubes, not at all. I miss the camaraderie that we had in those days. It was pre, it was pre anything. I mean, I was there for nine eleven, so that was the first okay. time that people started thinking, oh, you know, life's not just as merry and rosy as everything mm. had been made out to be. Um, it also put a bit of a spanner on to travel because it became a little harder, and you know. A lot oh. more checks going oh. through, and, and everyone remembers that. But it, the you have to changed. like dig down and and think about it. You mm. know. So yeah, we watched those. We were in London when that happened. I was there for the this um, the bombings in um, in London. Mm-hmm. That was a very scary day. Yeah. Um, Stephen and I were in both both of our offices were in vicinities of bombs. Oh wow. Um, we were very lucky that day to get in contact with each other quite early. We gone to work early and Steve said, something's happening. If I can't get hold of you for whatever reason, um, I'll see you at home. Yes. And I'm at work and I'm safe. And thank goodness he did that because I immediately phoned my mother and I said, Steve says something's going down in the city. Um, please contact Steve's parents and tell them that he's safe and I'm safe and I'm in the office at, at work. And within... A, 20 minutes of that all 
communication went down in London. Cool. So I did only see him at eight o'clock that night. Must have been a hell of a long a very, day. After a very, very long day. Yeah. No work was done that day. I oh, must, sure. I must, must point out. Yeah. Um, a lot of looking out of windows, a lot of being directed by cops, mm -hmm. walking. We had to walk home. There yep. was no tra public transport. Um, so an interesting day. A, a day that also changed the way we most probably looked at people and sat on buses and ex we were very accepting. We were a bit more skeptical after that for a long time. But then, you know, then people are, we fickle. We kind of do, forget Do you think the world's come back from that though? Because if, if I take 9-11, again, like you, I can remember where I was on Rivonia mm. Drive in my mm. car when it happened. I got to the gym where I was working second, second I mean, yeah. details. Mm. Then all these bombings, the Turkish um, mm. airport, even though... 9-11 put a spotlight on it and then all these things happened and that that mistrust of other people. Now, fast forward to COVID, during stage four, when we, we could just come out, you'd be walking in the shop, there's a mask, you don't trust other people. Mm. Do you think the world will ever get back to what it was before all of this? No, I think it almost, it, it becomes layers. You, it's like a, an onion. This, your skin becomes thicker and thicker. Um, Is that a good or a bad thing? Though? I don't think it's a good thing. I think one thing that um, <clears throat> living in London... Uh, we were talking about it with Luke the other day. Living in London, you can be whoever you want to be. You can be a punk and, you know, be hang around and Camden. Nobody cares. And you are accepted. Sure. Nobody cares. Nobody worries about mm. who you are, what you do, what you do for a living. Um, you can be, you know, a South African living in London, working sure. um, in Canary Wharf for an American bank. Um, and you are there with maybe 7,000 employees and mm. you're an employee and a number, you're yeah. not a person. Um, and it's a rat race and it's still like that. Um, it's choices that you make after big situations that have happened in the world. Um, so for instance, you said the Turkish, the Turkish mm. um, a, um, airport. airport. Mm. So we were in Turkey. Can you get over it? So my, my mom was like, please don't go to Turkey. Yeah. It's not a good place to be. We were in Turkey. We were in Fetea, Fetea, Fetea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were on a gullet, and we didn't have any comms. Suddenly when you got what's off, so, it's like, what what's the hell ever? happened? Exactly. We got off mm. the boat, and they said, listen, the airport's being bombed. And, yeah, I mean, we went to places like Morocco. Not unheard of. Like, yeah. don't go to Morocco, guys. It's no, terribly Everything's unsafe. dangerous. Because... To a level, we weren't we weren't playing with our, our our safety. We were just wanting to experience new places, and I refused to accept that people were going to stop me doing what we wanted mm. us to do. I think the authority. Or what well, we both wanted to do. We wanted to travel. We wanted to do experience. But life. it gets blown up if you look at especially the U.S. I mean, I know what Joburg is like. I would go to, for example. I was in Iceland a couple of times. And at the time, they were like, oh, no, this is a stage four. Don't go there. Dude, it's the most safe place in the world. What? Mm. what? So, no, and exactly. people pay too much attention exactly. to that. They do. It's this it's the, the one world order, if yeah. you will, that's getting pushed. But it, it's It's the media, overpaid. though. It is overplayed. You mm. know, a lot of people are saying, um, I wouldn't travel to Europe now, right now. Mm. Now, going to Italy <clears throat> or going to Serbia is a very different place. Yeah, let's get uh, real. You know, you know you, you've got to choose where you're going to go and you're not going to go and make it unsafe. Yeah. But at the same time, life continues. And you, how long do you stop? So post-COVID, mm. we were in our cars the day we could get yes. out and get out of the, 
out of the province. Mm. Um, we drove to an, the next province to a game reserve for the day and drove back. Yes. Um, but because we could do it mm. and nothing was going to stop us. We, mm. were, we didn't eat in a restaurant. We didn't, um, if we went to the bathrooms, we used hand sanitizer and made sure we were masked up. But we still needed to get out. I think one of the things for Stephen and I throughout our relationship and our life mm. is that we've always had another trip booked to look forward to. That's so good. I mean, we say that to our clients. Exactly. Have something to look have forward to. Have to, have to, have to. So mm. we, you know, we start the beginning of the year. We should at least have two or three options. Is of that like what weekends we and end of the year Absolutely. and stuff like that? Absolutely. But yeah. also managing the school year. So if the kids have holiday, then oh, yeah, what fits it's, in? It, where does it fit in? And how does mm. it fit in with Steve? Steve still works for an American bank, so he has to take 10 mandatory days back to back. Okay. Um, at a specific time of year. Any time of the year, but you're just not allowed to log on stretch. or go into any offices okay. in that one stretch. So it's a it's a financial services check, basically, sure, sure. that there's nothing dodgy happening. And so we always have to do a two-week stint somewhere. Mm. So you make sure that you, you're using that wisely. Number one, you're going to take those 10 days over public holidays so of that course. you get extra days. Milk it. Like April Milk coming it. up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing time. <laughs> it's just you take four days, um, you get 10. Yeah, well, that's exactly what's, mm. what we're doing. We, um, so that's our next April, trip. Then? April is um, we're going to send the kids down to my folks. So they're going to be out of our hair mm-hmm. um, because it's actually our 20th wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. Congrats. That's yeah. awesome. It's a long, a long stretch. You don't get that too much these days anymore. No, eh? no, no. no. The stats not a lot are of, sad. There's not a lot of 20-year celebratory people that we know. No. Although a few of our friends are 19 and 18 years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are on to 20, so we're nice. doing the Cape. Like I said, we're here in Milada. We'll go down and visit some friends in Cape Town and then Stunning. go and do wine farms. You know, <sighs> the kids are good with wine farms. They take their books and, you know... They know mom and dad are going to do the wine thing. Yeah, but actually, when it's your twentieth wedding anniversary, you don't want to do that with your kids. This is true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, so we're going to do some wine farms, and that's just it. It's the twenty seventh is a holiday, the first is a holiday, and the second of yeah. May is our anniversary. So Jeez. we're going to make the most of it. Actually, I'll start planning as well. Otherwise, you're not going to get anything. No, exactly. Sure. And lots of places are full. Mm. I think the 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 key for us is that if you don't have something to look forward <clears throat> to. Mm-hmm. You can very easily, um, I hate to say get stuck in a rut, but again, it's about that never giving up. Why are sure. you working? Why mm. are you working so hard? Why are the kids working so hard? Mm. Um, they know they need to do well at school, but sure. what's the outcome? Why mm. is the outcome there? Like, what are we, what are the yeah. benefits of being on holiday? Yeah, um, and it's it's about looking forward to stuff to do stuff together. Do, do you think? Well, I know the answer for me personally that COVID changed the way you think about it, but I'm going to go a level mm. deeper. You were you were spearheading our anti um, our, our COVID response, so to speak, dealing with clients who had postponements, this and that, the other. Can you see? Because you've been with us for a long time. I'm very happy about that. But before then, versus in COVID and now, from a mindset point of view, do you think people are back to traveling normal? Do you think they're planning ahead like this? Do you think COVID changed that for mm. both for yourself and people out there that you deal with? Yeah, so I don't think we changed specifically because we'd always been planners and we always, oh, nothing's changed that. So mm. like I say, from back from 9-11 through to yeah. COVID now, we just keep planning. Um, <laughs> but I think from a from working with guests mm-hmm. and understanding guests, I think you've got almost three 
groups of people. You've got the people that were very much like Stephen and I got out as quickly as possible to get to a destination that was outside of the house. Yes. Um, Give yourself a little bit of a reprieve. And then they've got home and managed the COVID aftermath, so to speak. There's the next group of people that have obviously save some cash and they say well we'll do a longer travel mm-hmm. and we'll plan it better and we'll plan it with people that with we people? know oh, yeah. like friends, so family. groups, okay. families um multi-generational travel but now we'll do it in november instead of doing we'll do two weeks in november instead of doing two right, right, separate right. weeks just by myself okay so a lot more i think there's a group of people that are a little bit um that maybe didn't plan in the past as much mm. were a bit more sporadic sure. and just used to spend their cash on various trips are now being being very specific about trips yes and then i think there's the last group of people that and i'll put the australians into that bucket is that they have not traveled you i know, heard you mention this in office yeah. yesterday I just did, have not felt like we've had a big uptick. And I, it's a very general, I mean, no, I'm not course, talking about the individuals here. I'm talking about very generalized um, way of looking at things. But Australia has been in their bubble and they've been in their bubble for a very long time. And mm. they were kept in a bubble by these very strict states bubble. governed by, by the you know prime minister and such that they weren't allowed to come out of that mm. bubble. Mm. And I think it's taken them longer. Yes. And I see that with even some people traveling out of the UK, the, the Americans not so much, but you definitely have this group of people that are like, oh, I don't think we should travel because what if? Mm. What if it happens again? Is the tail still swinging? Exactly. What, mm. what, what are we going to do if it happens again? And I think from a, from a wild eye perspective, we've got to be very proud of how we dealt with our postponements mm-hmm. and how we have been positive in the fact that we said, you know, it's going to take three years. It's taken exactly three years. Yeah. And we are yeah, right. seeing the, you know, we're seeing a positive outcome now. Mm. Um, we're also seeing a lot more people wanting to travel just in general. So yeah. people that never thought they wanted to travel before mm. have come out of COVID and gone, well, you know, Rohampton in the UK mm. is great. But. And I've been down to Bristol, <laughs> but actually yeah. there's so much else mm. to be able to see. Yeah. So, no, it, uh, it, uh, the effect is still, I mean, whether it's mental health, financial around the world, all of those things are still coming. But I think overall, the shift is in the right direction. Absolutely. And That's I think people thing. are also, they're a bit over being told what they can and can't do. Mm. So, you know, specifically around the a travel um you can't travel to this country because you need x y and z or you can travel to this country yes. but you're going to go on only on one airline yeah, yeah, yeah um i i read an article yesterday that the airlines are up by 135 percent in worldwide travel now this year already this year Holy from hell. january okay um so that gives you an idea which means that the more we have um travel and the airlines are traveling um, the prices are going to come down, which yeah. means that travel is going to increase because it, Even more. if there is a, any sticky point at the moment, yeah. is gosh, that's a great trip, but oh, it's going to cost yes. me a lot to get on that plane. So that's why the longer travel is happening. So mm. people are only flying out once to yes. Africa, for instance, um, and then staying longer mm. or doing multi destination trips. Yeah. Um, do you think, though, and, and you'll know this because you deal with the lodges and the suppliers and stuff, 
there was always going to be this backlog of availability. Mm. Cancellations rolled forward. There was already bookings plus to rolled forward new people. How long, or, or put it this way, for someone who's looking to book a trip with you and your logistics team yeah. on this side, is availability still an issue and how far in advance should people be looking here? Oh, it's, it's difficult. Um, we've had some last minute bookings into Cape Town and into the bush. What is last minute? Months, so two months? They approached us at the end of January. They, they oh. traveling March. Two months. Two months. Okay. Um, got a really good deal book their flights, now they need accommodation. That was tough. So that availability really is an issue. Tough. Yeah. Cape Town mm. was very tough. Yeah. Um, the lodges managed, but it was mainly because, uh, obviously, it's emerald season in March, so mm -hmm. they're not at their peak with their their um, with their uh, bed nights. So, okay. I mean, they, there was availability, but it was it was a push because the lodges are, are, are yes. packed. Um if people are looking at high peak times to go into uh, on safari here and in East Africa, actually anywhere, Zim, mm. Botswana, Botswana, I was looking for April. We thought we'd go to Bots for our wedding anniversary. Now, no, uh, uh, not even a, not even a, a chance. Not gonna Ooh. work. You see now, um, you can get at one lodge, but then you'll have to move. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. only small amounts of availability, so two nights here or one night there, or so you, people are booking well yeah. in advance. But I mean, if you look at the Morocco camp, you'll know the numbers yeah. better. But this year is pretty much full. There's like two spots. Yeah. Next year we're sitting at. Sure, forty-seven percent already. Already. Fifty percent. Actually, we've had three bookings to the, in the last three days. Mm. So. And one of those from Lucas, four guests. So actually, we're up now. We're over 50%. And then we've already got bookings for 25 as well. Yes. We so I mean, that's just our camp, 12 yeah. people. But now you look at these big things like your Serenas, your Sopas. They must be the same thing. And people I think mustn't they, are, wait too they long. are booking out well in advance. Mm. And people are putting down their money and saying, you know, I'm taking out travel insurance. So yes, most, yes, yes. most of the Americans that we're seeing are paying by credit card. Um, to have travel insurance. Sure. Um, I think travel insurance companies are most probably the one thing that came out of COVID is this is positive yeah. for us. People are now going to take out insurance. Yeah. Um, and they need to. Um, they also need to make sure that they're taking out insurance that covers for all eventualities. Mm -hmm. um, it is more expensive, but at the end of the day, it's you'll be paid out in full. So there's really no point in not yeah. doing that. Um, and because they they're putting down their money, they're put, taking out their travel insurance, they have that peace of mind and they can know that, you know, come hell or high water, we'll try and get on that plane and, and, mm. and get to the bush. Yeah, it's interesting times uh, all bush, around. Bush, I say bush, because no, sure, we sure. deal with people going to the bush, yeah. but it could be people going to Amsterdam, Europe, for all whatever, I know, yeah. I don't know. But I think there's a definite positive look at um, people's positivity about travel is, yes. is on the app. Mm. I can see. I mean, I think if you look at social as well, people are sharing more from the field. There's, there's definitely a shift. Last little question for you. We had a, and I've asked a lot of the staff this question. We had a very interesting couple of weeks ago where everybody shared and the whole thing. I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that. I'm going to ask you this. <laughs> so just for people joining us on this episode. So the idea there was we kind of got together as a group. Yeah. Candace was crying from the beginning to the end. It was one of those yeah, things. I think, I, I, think I, put, I spurred her on. Yeah, I think you started yeah, it. Yeah, I started <laughs> it. But so there's something, and... Which we shouldn't, I think, when there's something special, don't break it down too much. Just leave it and appreciate it for what it is. The next day, we did a kind of a brainstorm presentation, how we can do this. Mm. We've had strategy sessions. Where do you think, two, two parts, how do we keep that momentum going mm -hmm. as a team? And 
as an integral part of the senior management and ops team here, where's our next level of growth? Two, two deep questions there, Julie. <laughs> okay, the first thing, what we had in And how that, do we keep that going? Yeah, how do we keep that going? That is just what it is at the moment. Um, that is how the team is. We've drilled. Mm-hmm. We are... I think we're stronger for all of the ups and downs that mm-hmm. we've had post-COVID. Because let's be brutally honest. I mean, I know the staff listen to this and people, the last year, because we had new structures, yeah. it was challenging. Yeah, and absolutely. I take, and I'll say this publicly, I take my hat off to you, to Al and to Andrew for the way you manage certain interactions, events, situations, mm-hmm. dynamics. And but but and like we, we had a quick chat yesterday, I think that's done now. Yeah. And I think now's a pretty cool I platform. Agree. But I want to know, I mean, you can throw it around, but how do we go forward from here? Because we want to make this a step up. What, yeah. what is that? I think where we are, and you know, that feeling of, of what we shared in that meeting room is the foundation of mm-hmm. why we are all here. Um, I think Jono said it yesterday as well. You know, he, he could be somewhere else doing something else and potentially um, earning a huge amount of money, sure. um, but he chooses to be here. As do I. I think it's um, similar for if and let's. I'm not going to speak for staff, no, but for senior but for management. Senior management, absolutely. It's a choice. It's a choice. We're all here because of a common belief. Exactly. We can all make more money elsewhere, but this is what we want but to I, do. But I don't think it's about money anymore. I think no, no, not for us. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. And and it's not about. Um, it's also not about. And I think this is where we can level it up because if I think about how we are as a company. We all have such a desire to make um, a guest's trip Mm. the ultimate experience. Mm -hmm. Whatever that trip is, even if it's through Emma and they're traveling by themselves, we are here because that makes us tick. It makes us happy. Mm. Um, It makes us feel like we are having an influence in other people's world. Tanya is probably the personification of that. T, who does private guidance. She's just, she wants to just get it right. And that's yes. it, 100%. And that's it. We, we all want that to happen. Mm. We want to do it a, to the best of our abilities. But we also want to have fun while we do it. Um, and I think that's where the level up can be, is that we can do that better. Yes. Um, I don't see, you know, what we, what the structures we put into place and all of those details, that's all foundation. And that's mm. where we are at the beginning of this year. There's a very solid foundation now. We know where we want to get to. We know what we want to be in the mm. industry. Mm. We know how we're going to do that. Yeah. We're now going to take that to the next level. And I think the, the goals and the details that we are putting in place for the new financial year starting the mm. 1st of March, um, for internal structures, yes. for internal accounting systems even, um, if we're going into detail, <laughs> but also for our guests yeah. and for um, anybody that wants to just experience us even if it is just through this podcast sure those are the kind of things that we know where we need to be Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word leveling up and making ourselves the best in the industry 100 percent. i think that that, that what you said as well the systems and the structures are in place we know they're working it's taken you guys some panel beating but we've got that in in life the human psyche needs two things and i've said this a few times Mm -hmm. structure and spontaneity if you're too heavy on the one side, on either one of them, things won't work. So for the first time, and you'll know because you've been here for a long time. I said this to John and Andrew as well. It feels to me like the first time we have a foundation of both. 
We have a yes. structure foundation, and because of, I mean, our logistics team, all the ladies, they're still in, yeah. in Madikwin now. Hey, jolly. So we've got spontaneous, which yeah. is the fun element, exactly. and the structure, what you guys have done. Yeah. We have the potential to build both. Yeah. And to me, that's exciting, because I think it's the first time in a while that we've had both. And I think the, that we had to learn that. We had to, we had to figure it. that out. We had to, we earned it after what the girls mm. did throughout the, the, throughout the COVID postponements what the guides had to endure not being in the field sure. um you know they were they were all all of us were on different paths mm-hmm. in COVID. yeah but ultimately if we've got through that and we've got to where we are now we all came together again mm-hmm. and i think that's where it's exciting is that we all are still here which means that we're all here for mm. the good of the company mm. and we are all going forward yeah. with the new ideas and the new updates what's that the tagline that you guys Smarter together, but smarter, smarter better together. Smarter, better. Was that it? Smarter, stronger together. That's it. Yeah. And that's that's. Yeah. It works. It will work. It has a bit of corny to it, but that's Andrew. He does a bit of corny every once in a while, but it works. <laughs> but Definitely it means, works. It, it, but it, you can put it, you can put it against anything. Mm. So I mean, we can be sitting looking at a budget. Sure. Uh, we can look at the costing sheets or of a trip, or we can be looking at how we're going to. You know, better a weekend in Madikwe for yeah. the girls, and it's you know together. How are we going to do it? Hundred percent. Let's do it stronger, and let's do it together. Mm. Brilliant. But like, I know you. That, what was that other? That, there was an. We. Mm? I know you need to. Oh no, no, I'm off, good. But what? What was that other question? There were two questions. So the I first one was, how do we keep the momentum going, going yeah. and then where do we level up? So it's kind of a combination. Oh, so we've leveled up together. Yeah. No, that's fine. It is definitely <laughs> a combination. I apologise to Candice. She'll listen to this for making her cry but I do think that the the <laughs> the day that we had and the day thereafter um for me what came out of the day thereafter was huge mm. and one of the things that I will be living by mm. and going back to one of your first questions is that I'm no longer going to be filling gaps I do that a lot I think um, we all do and it's a it's something yeah it's huge. I, I think it's a big it's a big thing to not do. So don't fill the gaps with your children. Don't let them 100%. not know. Yeah. Um, don't uh, fill the gaps with your husband. You know, he, he and let, don't let him fill the sure. gaps so that you know he 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 comes back from work and he's oh this happened and this happened. And I said, but you fill in the gaps. Go and ask. You yeah. Know? yeah, And work at that together. So if there is anything well from said. this year, I'm going to not fill the gaps. I like that. No, I know you have an 18-page document to go and fill in. <laughs> so Can we talk, a, just keep talking? God, I don't want to do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you for your time. We'll do this again at some stage. Thank um, you. Truly, truly thankful to have you on our team. Thank you, Very too. grateful, and we'll do this here. again. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye for now. Bye.